Hey guys, Adam Ray for the About Last Night podcast, coming to you from Iwakuni, Japan. That's right, baby. Got a few more days here left uh, on the Adam Divine Army Base Air Force uh, Japan tour. It's been an adventure, to say the least. Australia now here. We'll definitely be doing uh, a tour recap episode with Kyle Walsh and Adam Divine when we get back to the States. Uh, but for now, enjoy this uh, unbelievable re-release of an ALN classic with the one and only Rory Scoville. Holy shit. You know Rory. Um, he's just uh, one of the uh, highest regarded stand-ups in the game. Um, been on countless TV shows. His Conan appearance with John Doerr, where they performed their sets at the same time, still might be the greatest late-night set to me in the history of late-night TV. He's also got a new movie coming out with Amy Schumer called I Feel Pretty. Trailer just dropped for that. It's going to blow him the fuck up and uh, finally uh, uh, put him on that star uh, surge that he should be on because he's one of the best. And this episode is one of my favorites, not only because baseball season's getting ready to start up in a month or so, and we have an amazing baseball announcer improv riff, but Brad is not on this episode, and Brent Morin, the all-time ALN appearance record holder, guest host. So it's me, Rory, and Brent Morin just uh, laughing as hard as I've ever laughed on this podcast. And uh, in uh, reminiscing about this a few days ago, I said, i got to put that back up um, because, uh, because I'm, I'm still in Japan. And uh, and I, I thought about doing another one solo from here, but I was like, you know what? I'm going to save the rest of these stories from the past week and a half to uh, do with Adam and Kyle when I get back to the States. So uh, so enjoy this ALN Classic episode. And, uh, and tour dates. Holy shit. Coming up. This Saturday, I'm at the Rec Room in Huntington Beach, 10 p.m. at Saturday, February 17th. Rec Room in Huntington Beach, 10 p.m. Get your tickets at AdamRayComedy.com. Next Tuesday, February 20th, the next Adam Ray and Buddy show, The Comedy Store, February 20th, 8.30, Main Room, Hollywood.ComedyStore.com. The lineup is going to be announced in the next few days, and it's fucking bonkers. And then uh, next Saturday, the 24th of February, that's the big show I can't wait for. First hometown show in a few years. I'm headlining The Triple Door in downtown Seattle. Holy shit, The Triple Door. I can't fucking wait. This venue is iconic. It's amazing. 8 p.m. February 24th. Me, headlining the triple door. Tickets at AdamRayComedy.com. Special guest, The Real Don Music. My buddy Kirk Huffman and his band are going to be opening up. Avery Pearson's coming. Some special surprise guests. I can't wait. Triple door, February 24th, 8 p.m. Get your tickets at AdamRayComedy.com. And then... After that, a bunch of tour dates all over the country. Boston, Edmonton, uh, Canada, Minnesota, Vegas, uh, Portland. Uh, doing a club up there for the first time. All those tour dates at AdamRayComedy.com. Get your tickets. Come party. Rock your ALN merch, which, of course, you can get at a, uh, AboutLastNightPodcast.com. Sweats, shirts, beanies. You've seen the people rocking the beanies. A lot of celebrities on top of a lot of non-celebrities. They're fucking comfy, man. So pick them up at aboutlastnightpodcast.com. Bring them to the shows, and, uh, and we'll take pictures and sign them and all that shit. Brad Williams this weekend is at the Parlor Live in Bellevue, Washington. Hometown Seattle peeps. Go see Brad February uh, 15th through the 17th. And then next weekend, the 23rd through the 25th, Brad is at the Comedy Connection in Providence, Rhode Island. Get your tickets at bradwilliamscomedy.com. So many amazing apps coming up, I can't even... Uh, I can't even explain my excitement. Uh, Joe McHale. Joe McHale is making his ALN debut. Um, he has a new show, The Joe McHale Show, coming out on Netflix. Adam Devine, of course, coming back. Anders Holm, 
from uh, from Workaholics and uh, The Intern and a new show Champions on NBC and of course Game Over Man the Workaholics movie on Netflix coming out March 23rd he'll be coming on Pete Holmes from NBC's uh, I'm sorry from HBO's Crashing Jeff Garland from Curb and the Goldbergs is coming back Sinbad is going to make his ALN appearance uh, Sal Volcano from Impractical Jokers is coming back the new season uh, just premiered so make sure you are subscribed to the About Last Night podcast on iTunes Stitcher Google Play SoundCloud wherever you get the podcast tell your friends and family a lot of bullshit going on we need comedy more than ever you know what I'm saying so get into it wherever driving flights it's been it's been a treat for me to listen to so many podcasts that I've never listened to on uh, these 15 hour fucking flights Jesus Christ I think I got 12 hours on Wednesday heading back but you know what I got some drugs and I got some podcasts. What more do you need? Um, this week's ALN fan email comes to us from Kevin G. Uh, Kevin G., thanks for listening. And uh, your email is so thorough and awesome. I'm going to read some highlights. Um, but thanks for emailing us. Of course, email us at aboutlastnightpod at gmail.com. We'll read your fan emails live on the air and send you some merch. You know what I'm saying? If you hear your email read, shoot us back an email with your address and we'll send you some merch. Courtesy of Adam and Brad. Sound good? Uh, Kevin writes, hey, Adam and Brad, been a huge fan of the ALN pod practically since day one. I was first introduced to Brad when Ralph Garman would bring him on to the Kevin and Bean show to run jokes. Then Brad became a semi-regular, even filling in for Ralph on the showbiz beat. When he announced on Kevin and Bean that he was starting his own podcast, I was definitely intrigued, so I downloaded episode one, and that's how I discovered Adam. Through the years, I've become such a fan of not only the pod, but Adam and Brad individually. I've seen Adam open for Brad, and was fortunate enough to see Adam branch off and headline on his own. Uh, it's been a pleasure to see you guys flourish and improve as podcast hosts. Your interviewing and comedic timing has gotten so much stronger, and as comedians in your own right. You guys never realize this, but you have the toughest job in the world because I listen to you guys first thing Monday morning at work. That's usually when I've got the least amount of sleep and work is the busiest, so I really need something to lift my spirits, and you guys never fail. I also listened uh, to you guys over the weekend um, on Bert's four-hour podcast. Oh, shit, the Birdcast. That's right, our appearance on Burt Kreischer's uh, podcast, which apparently was one of his top downloaded episodes, FYI. Uh, you guys started listing your top five uh, ALN episodes, and so I thought I would do the same uh, here in no particular order. The Kevin Ryder, David Tell. Oh, Kevin Ryder and David Tell. This is number five. Um, Jonathan Kite, number four. Ryan Sickler, number three. Will Sasso, number two. And Dion Cole, number one. I'm just going to read one of these. Jonathan Kite, I think Adam said Jonathan will be a guest again soon, which I cannot wait for. I believe it was, it was the last time I was on uh, that he was on. I was on a four-hour bus ride to Boston. I literally had to rip my earbuds off and stop listening because I was laughing so hard that others around me were staring. When he was doing his Tom Hanks impression with Adam's Tony Danza, and he responded with, new phone, who dis? I think that's the hardest I've ever heard Brad laugh. That's awesome, dude. Um, wow. What a, what a great email. Oh, and it ends with, okay, so I'm sure you guys would stop reading about eight paragraphs ago. Anyway, just wanted to express my gratitude for all the amazing free hours of laughs you guys have provided me over the years. So glad that there is zero sign of slowing down. Looks like the ALM pod is just getting started, and I'm hopeful that the best is yet to come. From the teasers I've gathered, all the upcoming guests look amazing, and I cannot wait for the next episode. Kevin G., you're the fucking man, dude. Thank you for emailing us. And about last night, pod at gmail.com. Shoot us back an email with your address, baby, and we'll send you some merch. All right, of course, follow the podcast on Instagram at ALN Podcast. 
ALN Podcast on Twitter, Adam Ray Comedy on Twitter and Instagram, Brad Williams Comic on Instagram, at Funny Brad on Twitter. Now that we got the Twitter handles, tour dates, merch info, and fan emails out of the way, sit back, relax, and enjoy an episode of the About Last Night Podcast, a classic with Brent Morin and Rory Scovel. Well, the weekend's over, so it's time to chat about it. Got a midget and a Jew, so why don't you sit down and listen to a dope podcast during lunch, dinner, or breakfast. Brad Williams and Adam Ray are here for you any time of the day. So come on and treat yourself right. It's about last night. Oh, and then I come out and I go, you don't know, fuck TMZ. <laughs> yeah. It's like, every is, other are person. we on TMZ right now? Yeah. What is this? Well, they have so many, like, oh, God, I don't know. I, I could uh, never, I don't still see how you do a job like that and then also be like, I'm a real comedian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, because that show is just all like, can you believe it? They try to get Lohan? comics for that, like the show in like, yeah, like the Brody office. Brody and Callen like hosted one. and but Yeah. You could tell they were clearly like. Hosting it with an air of like this is ridiculous. I and can't. I'm gonna... Yeah, that's funny. They host it, I, but if somebody, if two people that are like those are two people that are perfect to host something like that, you know? It's just so gross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's such a gross. I just thing. came from hosting that. Like, you <laughs> <made> <laughs> yeah. You're just trying to swallow your pride. As we I my bash. dad invented TMZ. <laughs> my dad is Greg. TMZ. What does it even stand for? Total maturity zone. No way, dude. <laughs> dude, that I tried like, to find no, it. That sounds like, like a porn site. No, that sounds like a porn site, or it sounds like Discovery Zone for adults. Yeah, yeah. Total maturity zone. Remember Discovery Zone? It was like total a, um, maturity. Zone. It was slowed. I remember slowed. Discovery Zone. It was slides and ball pits. Yeah. And like really colorful, fun, no arts and crafts, like yeah. obstacle course. Yeah, it was like cool if you were a physical kid. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. I was a fat kid, and I just went up that slide and rolled right into the ball pit and just yeah. looked for Discovery fucking fruit zone. by the foot that had fallen pussy. to the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> I called pussy fruit by the foot. You were the coolest kid. I was the coolest. I used to fuck chicks at Discovery Zone. Total, Total maturity zone. <laughs> Wait a minute. Is that really the adult? Yeah, that's, yeah. That has to be a hashtag. It's a better, I don't know if you started yet, but that has to be yeah, the that's a be, oh, good. It's a better porn site, though. Rory's, you, you, that's a better. I have no headphones. This total, a, mature, well, total, total maturity zone. zone. If this was a, For the fat kids who love to fuck. <laughs> 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 like, man, it's actually packed today. <laughs> a lot of fat kids. A lot of fucking. Which one's your kid? Uh, my kid's the one fucking the redhead over there. Yeah. Oh, cute, cute. They're in the balls right now, <laughs> figuratively and literally. Yeah, the dads, How long you been yeah, a the terrible dads are great idiots who are dropping their kids off there to fuck. He's dumb. <laughs> have a good time, Billy. Use two fingers. Yeah, yeah. have fun fucking. <laughs> we'll be in the jerk-off loft with parents. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> jerk off. The most we'll be up place. in the TMZ jerking off. <laughs> Uh, yo, easily the best start to any episode I've had. Uh, uh, Shit, where's Kyle's dad, dude? He's always at the fucking TMZ, man. He's up in the TMZ again. He doesn't even bring Kyle anymore. No, that's what we're going to Kyle's to drink. 
<laughs> Dude, this sounds like a great show for all of us to star in. The dads who work at this place. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I love how I just said that. Like, that's an actual possibility. Yeah. Dads that work at a fun center for kids to fuck kids. Have you heard about the shows Adam's pitching these days? <laughs> He's got one about these dads who don't have supervise kids. Supervise kids. And fuck fuck, they supervise kids that fuck. And the ages fuck are unspecified. Up? Yeah. The kids that fuck shit up? Are you just not finishing that sentence? No, no man. Fuck. Kids that no. penetrate vaginas. Legit ass to mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! Uh, my guests are Brent Moore. Get lost in the slide. <laughs> I got my dick sucked for the first time in that crazy slide. All right, get in the car, Albert. Was <laughs> your name Albert? Yes. <laughs> no, those all those kids are hanging out there. It's Albert and Willie pitching the Cinemax late night comedies. I guess that's all it could be, dude. It's about to happen. Don't you feel like with the amount of cable networks and the amount of uh, avenues for programming now that like why not Cinemax just being like. You know, we're trying to get in the comedy game. Yeah, we're like trying to oh, everybody. We're trying to, get, we're trying to find our daily show. <laughs> I'm not joking. I would do soft core comedy. <laughs> I would do soft like, core porn like, comedy. I would totally do that. <laughs> That'd be great. They're like, well, you tell some jokes. You're a funny character. And every now and then you're just in a sex scene where yeah. we don't see anything. <laughs> just like, more all right. people show up. Yeah. I guess they really were. What, do you remember your first memory of a Skinamax uh, or porn? How about that? I kind Blurry. of can remember porn, but I did a lot of the like blurred pay per view yeah. channel zero, yeah. yeah, where it was like kind of blurry, and I would try to like watch that. You spent about forty five minutes catching half a tit and most of a urethra, and that's all you'd get. Yeah, I mean yeah. maybe that's why I'm on the internet so much for porn now. I'm like, well, this is like heaven. Yeah, I spent spent so much time trying to put body parts together <laughs> with split screen and wavy lines and shit. Yeah. That's how you became a creative person. That's how I became a creative. A creative. A creative. I became a creative. Shitty porn. Shitty softcore porn. (laughs) Time Cop was, I think, I had that going on. Was that a movie with some porn? With Jean-Claude Van Damme. There's a sex scene in the rain. And that got me going. Jesus. What age was that? Oof. Uh, a couple weeks ago, Boof. Yeah. the joke there is you got to go older. On, go but on. I was young. I was probably it was a VHS. I was really in the Van Dam. Yeah, but I never saw him fuck. Thirty-two. I, haven't seen it yet. <laughs> when did you, you see that? In a couple of years, I will, and that's going to ignite me. <laughs> that's why it's called Time Cop. <laughs> <laughs> that was my first, except for a porn video. My best friend at the bus stop was just like a just love lying and put, doing stupid shit. His name's Elliot Gordon. He works. God, you for never Iceland forget Airlines. that. Oh, you told me about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And he, he put would up not VHS. be allowed at, at uh, total maturity zone. By the way, no, no. He's the one who would like go and just lie to moms and get blown. Blown. How oh, Brent find it? Blown. <laughs> you know blown. Blown. Get blown. 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 All right, Roy. Real quick. Brent was on the podcast last week, and we discovered uh, how to fill the time on NBC. Yeah, network uh, television. Network television. If you're running short on comedy ideas. Hey, you know who uh, is not in the comedy world, but probably had a lot of slip-ups? George Clooney. Started on oh, yeah. ER for, what, seven, eight seasons? Yeah. Known mm-hmm. as a dramatic actor. Probably mm-hmm. had a lot of bloopers. Yeah. So we take all of his Clooney boops. <laughs> Clooney boops. Clooney boops. And it's you a make whole season the whole of season George of Clooney George bloopers. Clooney bloopers. I bet From there's a lot. anything he's done. I bet there's a lot. And then Pit Slips. Pit Slips Pitt. is season two. Season two. Pit, Pit Slips. <laughs> Uh, the whole Ocean's Eleven cast. Yeah, the whole cast we go through. What's da- Damon? Damon. Uh, Matt David. What, what's Damon's? Damon's who like talented Mr. Ripley bloopers on the canoe. Yeah, but what's da- Damon? Doe. Damon. Damon Doe's. Damon Doe's. Damon. Damon dives. Oh, Damon. Now I'm thinking of more. Damon dives is probably. Damon dives are good. Damon dives. Damon the Matt mess ups. Matt mishaps. 
it's got Matt, a, it's mishaps. Got a, that's funny. Um, Daniel Day Lewis. Uh, uh, <laughs> <Daniel, laughs> just call the show Daniel uh, Day Lewis. How much Lewis? would you pay to see a Daniel Day Lewis bloopers reel? Like oh it wouldn't God. even be funny. No, no. no. But that's it what would, we were saying. <laughs> yeah. We were saying that they're probably not laugh out loud, but it's just funny to see like Clooney kind of like trip on like a beaker and try so to find like, it. Oh. But then they do that stuff where the whole crew laughs, but everybody at home's like, "That's not really funny." But we yeah. get like he had a rapport there. Yeah. Where he's like, "Oh, I guess I uh, missed that. Missed that, Donna." And you're like, <laughs> "George, way to go, George." Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll trying, get it. Hey, up top, G. <laughs> Give me the, the scrapple. Scrapple. I meant scalpel. Fuck me. Don't really fuck me. I'm not gay. Let's do it again. He, he like crushes just, for yeah. 10 minutes. Yeah. It's an avalanche that just starts. Yeah. We were saying, too, it'd be funny if he just, like, there was something he always, like, almost like Tourette's. If he fucked up, he would just repeat. Oh, like, yeah. he'd be like, Give me that scrapple. Ah, fat bitches. Yeah. <laughs> That's just, like, he just keeps doing He goes, All right, let's go Come again. On, George. Fat bitches. Fat bitches. All right, here, George. We here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Talk to yourself, George. Find it. Titties, titties, titties. Come on. How? Like, you saying titties over and over again? That's uh, how he gets in the zone. I want to ask you guys, segue, because uh, you're two stars of uh, of television. Huge shows. Stars. You're playing My guest, by the way, Roy Scoble and Brett Morin, uh, respectively, of uh, Ground Floor on TBS mm-hmm. and Undateable on NBC. Mm-hmm. You guys are TV stars and comedy stars and buddies, which is which yeah. is why we're all here. Just mega famous. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wait, let me ask you, though. Has, um, has the... Uh, uh, being on TV, what is it? What's the what's the first thing when you got on the show that you noticed that was like different about life? Like um, when the show aired? Yep. <laughs> the way you said yep, you know, it's like, honestly... yep, I was like, you were bad at me to not get it right away. Like yep, yeah, obviously, yeah. yes. <laughs> it's a um, I don't think uh... and your show, by the way, created by the same guy, so yeah. that's pretty uh-huh. crazy. I honestly don't think it's not what I thought. Like I thought it would maybe. I didn't think it would be crazy. But it's really very mild. It's not like anything in, in really changes in terms of like the only difference I can honestly see is maybe I sell a few more tickets at comedy clubs on the weekends. But yeah. it's never like I mean, I don't even know how many people are watching the show. Yeah. It's so, tough. It's tough to give you the numbers. I haven't gotten a gist of any like I don't even know if I'm selling more tickets, to be honest. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's cool. That's really cool. Yeah. <laughs> I like would say don't be that guy. You, you get more. You get to do more <laughs> shows, though. I mean, that's one thing. People yeah. go like, "Oh, you're you're working active." Yeah, kind of. I, I think, think it can maybe nice. puts you on. We've an also been on both radar, of maybe. each other's shows. You did a whole uh, Jaleel White uh, crossover. Yeah, uh, yeah we going did. to Full House and Step by Step. <laughs> yeah, I'm working out ways to yeah. get his character back on our show this yeah. season. And by that, I mean I have no pull, so I have zero idea how I'm working out ways. Is yeah. there, <laughs> do I already know it's not going to happen based on it Brent should. fighting for me? <laughs> Wait, they both shoot. Uh, they both shoot on the Warner Brother lot. Yeah, yeah. So then you're just literally walking from. How great is that? Just you're, across the parking yeah. lot, really. Yeah, because we were shooting. Next door. Kind of in the same time at one point, weren't we? Because it was like a dorm. I think so, we had yeah, like yeah. dressing rooms on the first and second floor. Yeah. Yeah. It was kind of fun. Yeah. And then sometimes they come over our tape nights. I'd go over their tape nights. Uh, what do you do with the blue? We were just talking about Clooney bloopers, but what about comedian bloopers? How, how does that get handled if you guys do actually fuck up? The uh, audience loves it. Yeah, they love it. And I, I like it. Sometimes can- it actually helps. I realize that Chris and I would purposely fuck up if the crowd seemed stale yeah. and then just go back and forth at each other. And that would get the crowd to be like, go. oh, this is fun. Yeah. And then we were in it. And then yeah, it was yeah. great after that. Like if it was stale, I would go like, Chris, we got to do something. He goes, all right, all right. And yeah. we fuck up on purpose. Because they want to see you be 
Yeah, they want I mean, to say people love because then ups. they feel like we're there. We're getting to see something that's that won't there. be on TV. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're getting like to see something special. They also do. You think there's a part of it too where they're like a little jealous of watching you make money and do something really fun? So when you fuck up, they're like, ha, 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 "Yeah, it's not that easy." <laughs> Definitely, <laughs> yeah, they the want it to be harder. A Peter, yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, who knows? There's probably some of the people Let out me there. Ask you a question, <laughs> okay, Roy, Roy? Because you're in your second season already. Yeah. Have you? <laughs> <laughs> God you can't even get through a question. <laughs> He's changed so much. Are you a voices guy? Uh, not really. <laughs> <laughs> Just doing a thousand as quickly as possible. Have you noticed? <laughs> have you noticed like your audiences are, like showing up now are fans of the show? Because our first season, nobody except for maybe Chris. That was like our only real star. Had some pull. Yeah, had pull. You know, there's nobody that really knew who the fuck we were. So yeah. that that thing was like, yeah, who are like I could see audience members looking. I saw a couple people in the audience. I'd look up and wave, and some dudes would just give me looks like fuck off. And I was like, all right, <laughs> yeah. Right. But I'm I wondering, are there fans now? Yeah. I don't think so. I mean, if they are, it's not like overwhelming. I yeah. think you got to become like Big Bang. You got to be Big Bang. Because see, with Big Bang, when fuck. people come to LA to like see LA as yeah. tourists. They are like, can we go see Big Bang? Yeah. We're like an unknown show where mm-hmm. it's n- even if they did like our show, it's not occurring to them that they can probably come see it. Mm. It's probably not occurring to them we're even shooting in L.A. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like Big Bang Theory, it's been on for so long and it's got such a following. That's like a destination. Sure. That's almost like a, that's on your bullet <laughs> Of That's like true. things you're going to do on vacation with us. I feel like you guys maybe will have that more for second season. But with the ratings that we have, which are fine, it, yeah. I don't think it's overwhelming enough for people to be like to to seek us out. Yeah, it's so hard to be like 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 culturally like a cult like that that whole like I remember working at Conan and I would and get through takes or were people just like going batshit crazy and he oh, was it, like wait, 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 tapings of friends with yeah. friends and he said this honestly it was the oh, shit. he said it was the opposite. Um, because people were so starstruck then. Really? Like, oh my God, we're this close, close. you know, wow. and it, it, you know, oh my God, Chandler's right there. That's so in a way they're crazy. not screaming. They're just kind of in shock. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, themselves. I guess I could see that happen. I would have not, I wouldn't have predicted that. Yeah. Well, when I did a, a guest spot on according to Jim, um, <laughs> which by the way got canceled <laughs> after I did my episode <laughs> responsible. Probably. Uh, I love those scenes. I remember when I was first friends with you, I saw those scenes. I remember thinking, like, Boy, this guy's going to be shit. a big star. Well, I was like... <laughs> well, one, I, oh, wait, like, sorry, go ahead. You, you Boy, look- nobody gets guest spots on According to Jim anymore. What did this guy do? Was he just great in the room? Oh, man. I hope he doesn't take seven years for him to get something else. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. It did? Oh, cool, man. But- oh, oh, cool, man. <laughs> yeah. Cool. So cool. By the way, these, are the, co- these <laughs> are the conversations in the ball pit at Total Matures. Total Matures. <laughs> oh, shit. Clooney Boop. damn it. Clooney Boop. Clooney Boop. Fucking A. a no, dude. Dope. I remember thinking, like, cool, man. Did you have water, like a water jug? Yeah, like dude. Like a water guy? Oh, I was a three scenes, season premiere. Dude. Yeah. Fuck. And guess what? Season premiere. You know That's the guy great. posted and included in my Facebook post? Season premiere, in quotes. Yeah. Uh, three scenes. Uh, that water jug, by the way, God, I fucked it up. I had to hold a water jug on my side. I'm like, you know, I feel like I'm not weak, but I'm definitely not capable to hold two water jugs on my shoulders without maybe dropping one. <laughs> Dropped one during the tape, exploded everywhere. They had to clean it all up. Oh, my God. Because that guy was like, you can hold. Oh, Jesus, you're right. <laughs> just Baptist, ba- Baptist, <laughs> just Baptist head he into just, a Muppet He post. just bippity-bopped his head right into <laughs> a Muppet <laughs> show just, poster. 
<laughs> if you're going to talk about hitting her in the Muppet Show poster, you better use the lingo. Yeah, that's yeah. Use the like lingo. It's coming out of Gonzo's head. mouth. He bibbity bapped his fucking. That's not even baseball announcers in the 40s says bibbity bapped. And uh, Babe Ruth just bapped that one no. a second. <laughs> Bip, he bippy bopped that one right over the wall. What? Uh, how long did it take? Like great announcer. Wait, now go. I'm a voice guy. <laughs> I am, all right, look, I am a voice guy. Wait, can we go around real quick and each give our own? Because I know we've all done it yeah. uh, in our own uh, time. And and okay, uh, where are you? <laughs> where, do your own, give a quick play by play. All right. All right. Wait, do I have to go first, uh, Brent? I'll go first. <laughs> <laughs> all right, here we are. Fenway uh, <coughs> Park. Beautiful day here in 1955. Ted Williams. Oh, you're just doing like weather play by play. <laughs> it's a beautiful day here. The audience is uh, here. Audience is the pregame. Uh, we have peanuts. <laughs> anyway, uh, Ted Williams hit the ball. I missed it. I missed it. I missed it. What a beautiful day here. Ted is rounded second. Uh, anyway, if you guys want a good steak, there's a great. And he went home. That was an in. Uh, well, I missed it. Jibbity Jew. <laughs> Oh Jesus! Closing it out. He's our sponsor. sponsor. Great candy. Chew your way to the center of uh, oh, center you're 1954. You're switching. What it? year? You're switching it to chew at the last second. What? <laughs> what? Jiminy Chew. Well, that's the end of the inning. Uh, there was a brawl. That was my impression of the great. most ADD announcer, Beautiful. who also was a puppet who doesn't know where he is. <laughs> <laughs> Did I get the SNL part? That I was mean, great. on that many levels, we have to give it to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, Roar. Dale Murphy steps up to the point. I always want to have like a back of the throat. Dale Murphy steps up to the point. This is his fourth time at bat this evening. Most players, a lot of players these days, a lot of guys in the ball club. You never know how much I was. I tweeted that out. You ever know something they say like clubhouse yeah. or ball? What was it? Ball? I can't remember what clubhouse. I said. Clubhouse. But did clubhouse. you say ballpark? I think you like replied with something. Like yeah. yeah, they love to say like ballpark two or something. Yeah, it was like, a great tweet. I remember that. It was a great reply. He hit, you know he hits that kind of home run, then he's going to try to get right into the clubhouse. That's and that's a ball club <laughs> yeah, that, coming together and doing what it has to do to win ball games. <laughs> Like, why do they want it to be the 30s so yeah. bad? God, we've the, evolved. It's the dugout, man. Here we are at the b- <laughs> beautiful weather today here at the ballpark. <laughs> it's a baseball stadium, <laughs> you piece of shit. <laughs> Doing one the count on Eric Karos. Karos, uh, a native of Detroit, spent time here in the summer with his ex-wife, Diane, who uh, coincidentally played in a summer league softball tournament for MTV. <laughs> the announcer opposite, who knows too much. MTV. Opposite, she was in the jock and rock game opposite Dan Cortez, <laughs> hit a bloop single off him in right field that scored the winning run. Frank Thomas was the MVP of that game. Karos hits a line drive to center field, <laughs> caught by Bip Roberts. Bip Roberts, of course, the only player named Bip uh, in the history of the world. Uh, of course, today's game brought to you by Gugav. Fucking, <laughs> I just had a stroke. Let me do that over again. Today's sponsor brought to you by Charleston Chew, the candy bar that makes every game feel like a like the best of him. And if well, and that's going to end the inning. 
Sponsored by Charleston Chew, a company that had a hard time getting off the ground. You know way too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're going to go right to the commercials. If you're looking for a place to hang and your kids like having sex, go on down to TMZ. Total maturity zone. Total maturity zone. I want to go in the ball pit. Oh, you already came, Timmy. And this is a good place for parents, too. Dad, I want to come again. This Saturday, we've got a special two-for-one pizza deal down at TMZ. Go, come on down, get two pizzas, put your fingers inside of an adolescent pussy. Hey, here. Back to the game. Kano steps back into the plate. Today's sponsor, TMZ. A good company. I took the grandkids there a couple weekends ago. We had... We had quite a time tit fucking and all kinds of fun. Line drive. Caught by Larkin. Larkin, actually a native of the Detroit area, spent some time growing up here. Father and him have uh, have had quite a difficult relationship. I wish it was one ounce of like, Their facts are always on the surface, but what if there was an ounce that just got really deep? Because yeah. the contrast of having to like be like, you know, father and had a weird relationship growing up, spent a lot of time and using a belt on his lower back, <laughs> said that's really what shaped him into the player and really what gave him the strength to, to, to defend at shortstop so well. Here's Larkin again for the second time up. Hopefully going to put his own beat down on this baseball. Yeah. At his 45th birthday, his father... Father, he recalls his father telling him to leave and never come home again. Uh, but that is not the case tonight as he hits another one out of the park. <laughs> come on home, Barry. Come on home. <laughs> There's always a uh, helmet full of ice cream waiting for him here in the, uh, in the old dugout. Uh, you know, I was at TMZ a couple weeks ago with my granddaughter, and I thought I was eating a cup of ice cream out of a helmet. It turns out it was semen. It was a young man semen. Uh, that's TMZ for you. Uh, that is TMZ. Anyway. You're up to the plate now. <laughs> Here's <is> Gonzalez <laughs> for the third time tonight. He's had some decent luck against Perez. Uh, A funny story about (laughs) Gonzalez. His younger brother got heavy into the cocaine dealing business. He tried to save him and failed miserably as his young brother was gunned down about a week ago. And speaking of gunned down, there's a fastball inside and he's out. You know, the cocaine business, not a bad move after you don't even get into your safety school. (laughs) (laughs) He knows that much about the brother. He applied to numerous colleges, did not get in. It's a crying shame that he is now gone, and so is the Yankees. And so is the the inning. (laughs) Cocaine, a dangerous drug, never done it. Have done a weed brownie at one time. Uh, Tried to fuck one of those inflatable kid pools uh, at my stepdad's barbecue. (laughs) Anyway, here's Buner up to the plate now. It's a two-in-one count. Good to see him back in the league here, uh, 55 years old. (laughs) Still the same open stance. Kind of says, hey, I dare you to throw me. I dare dare you to throw me. His father used to actually hit him on a daily basis (laughs) in the basement with young young rats. (laughs) Good. (laughs) Good. Good. You feel good about that one? Well, you know, Buter actually defends his father, says if it wasn't for him, he'd never know how to hit with an open stance. Because if you're going to catch a rat, you got to do it with two hands. Anyway, here he is. He strikes out. <laughs> strikes out again. He's never had a, a good at bat. Uh, Rory, what was comedy like in Greenville, South Carolina? Adam. Um, 
What a take, a st- take a step back with me, if you will. Um, it wasn't when I started. It wasn't like what um, made, when you were a kid, though. What made you laugh, or were you just like on your own? Just I think I was just a class clown. Anything you on were. certain things on TV. I can't remember specifically like what I was into. I mean, I, I think we probably all went through the same SNL phase at the same yep. time. Um, but uh, I don't really. I don't. I don't know. Nothing. I mean, you didn't see anything that made you go, "Oh, I want to do that." I feel like it's always it's in you as a kid. Yeah, to want to. I mean, honestly, when I, I was such a class clown, and I had a friend who asked if I would ever do, if I would ever try to be on Saturday Night Live, and I was like, you know, like, that sounds awesome, because I remember, like, that phase where SNL was, like, at its peak, and, mm-hmm. and you know, and, at least in my own opinion, and I was like, like, yeah, that seems like that would be fucking awesome, and he was like, yeah, a lot of, he's like, would you ever do stand-up comedy, because a lot of stand-up comedians write on SNL and yep. then become, I think he was like, it's specifically like someone like Al Franken. Yeah. He was like, you know, a writer. And then you get on the show and like immediately I thought, I was like, well, no, I guess I won't because I didn't really know much about stand up other than like sort of like proper stand up, like, le- uh, like, I almost said like legit stand up, but I don't think that's the right description. But like, you know, someone like Seinfeld where it's yeah, like yeah. polished and you're in a suit and it's a show and the that's ticket price makes sense. I thought yeah. I'll never like, I think that's great. And I think yeah. it's hilarious. I don't think I'm capable of sure. that. And I thought that's all that it was. Right. Um, and it's even, even, even because like when you look at like prior, I never was allowed to like watch it. But if I saw a picture, he was like, he would be like, like live on the Sunset Strip when he's in like that red suit. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, ah, it's a lot of suits. They must all be like just talking <laughs> proper, doing jokes. So yeah. I, I don't really know. I didn't really intend to go into it until after college. And then I just tried stand up. But well, as a class clown, I'm always curious, though, because like I was like the class clown where it was like I wanted to make my friends yeah. laugh or like while the teacher was talking or like I was the one in fourth grade who put the wumpa cushion on his chair so that everybody in the class when he came back would laugh. Yeah. Or, uh, and then like, you know, would prank call friends as teachers and like sixth grade. Like, yeah. But like more in isolated things. And then in high school and college, it grew into more of like, you know, you just you, you get more comfortable around a larger group of people to like mm-hmm. tell a story. or whatever. Right. So were you like, yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know what it was. I wasn't that daring. I never took like those kind of risks. I was still like, no, then. I yeah. was like, I, w- I went I was to ahead uh, of my time. <laughs> <laughs> Some kids went with the hand buzzer. Yeah. I was like, not me. <laughs> Whoopee cushion galore. It's funny they story. Adam me. Ray actually grew up in the Christmas story. So that's <laughs> <laughs> so, a lot of cushions. <laughs> funny story. In fact, a Christmas story. Adam Ray grew up inside a Christmas story. Um, yeah, I don't know. I went to a, a Catholic school, so I was pretty afraid of getting in trouble. So I, I did. I would do anything for a laugh. But was I definitely even- played inside the boundaries of like not wanting to get in trouble. I was, I was just terrified ask, of getting in trouble. What is yeah. he? So and and getting in trouble is. I mean, and I don't know the world of the Catholic school, um, but like, if you do something funny, it's probably not that they're not like condone or you know looking down on humor. But if you're doing something funny, it's probably something that's not like within sin. the lines. Of, yeah, right. Like, <laughs> right. Sin. Like, I don't you, know. I mean, I would just act goofy and say silly shit, and maybe like talk too much or like passing notes and stuff. Stuff that you would get in trouble. With, like the kind of thing that was like you would wouldn't get to like play at recess, kind of thing. Yeah, but I was never like. Like, like putting a whoopee cushion in the teacher's chair would get you could be like expulsion Holy or shit. definitely yeah, yeah, suspension. Yeah. Wow. So like I never like went to those things, but like, thank God I'm a Jew. <laughs> I've said that every, every day, I, every time I run into you, thank God he's Jewish. Wait, so uh, give what about me high school though? Yeah. And high school, were you- uh, high school, I went to a private Episcopalian school for Jesus. a few years. So I was kind of the same. And then when I went to public school, um, I transferred to another high school 
it was kind of I don't know. I feel like I I can't really define why I was a class clown. I I was hyperactive. If something made someone laugh, I would do it. Yeah. Like if awesome. I had to like fake trip or uh-huh. even hurt myself, yeah. I wouldn't even care. Yeah. Just to get people to laugh. I have I've kind of thought about that. Like I wonder if there's people if they remember that yeah. about middle school, I mean, remembering middle school in general, but if they remember middle school and then we're like, oh yeah, Rory was like a class clown and now he's like getting paid to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I would think that would blow their minds. Yeah. yeah. Like, my what about friends, your soccer team? My friends who are like super smart as kids and who are like doctors now, I'm like, that blows my mind but makes perfect sense. And I'm yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. I guess I fall into that category too yeah. of, well, I guess I could have seen that coming. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like yeah. that guy doing that. You played um, soccer, though, yeah. in high school. Were you like, because I played baseball in high school, and I was definitely I, like, I sacrificed competition at a certain point just to make everybody laugh all the time. Dude, of course. I would try to make other, pl- I would, I, the guy I was marking in soccer, yeah. I would try to make him laugh. And I, one, just to like be funny and yeah. be like, oh, I made this dude laugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also to be like, I, if, if he's laughing, he's kind of letting down his guard because yeah, I'm still going to fucking tackle it. A thousand yeah. percent. Like, I'm still going to try to get the what, ball. Now, what do you... What, I mean, because soccer's so fast. What are you saying in those quick... Oh, well, I played, like, uh, defense in college. Okay. So there's a lot of times, like, if we had the ball on offense, corner kicks or something, there would still be a forward standing next to me, almost like a guy on first base. Right, right, You yeah. can, like, kind of <laughs> chat and be like, well, we have a second here. I can yeah, say yeah. something. I don't really remember what I said, but it would be anything. I would make fun of, like, his own team. Like, I would, like... <laughs> Point out a guy and be like, you yeah, you guys don't like that guy, right? Like, there's no way. Like, look at that dude. There's no way you guys like him. Yeah. And, like, if they kind of laughed a little bit, I'd be like, huh, see? Yeah, You're you laughing because like you know you yeah, don't even yeah, yeah. like that guy. Don't even pass him the ball the rest of the game. Like, shit like that. <laughs> Who put like, on those shin guards for him? A blind yeah. guy? And some people would try to, like, ignore me. <laughs> no, that was the right response for both of you guys. I'm just trying yeah, to, like... I tried but- to Animatronic yeah. puppet at a fucking figure it out, yeah, Brett. You didn't know. Those figure out at the rest TMZ. Of that, at they even have those God at TMZ. They have the Chuck E. Cheese band at TMZ. Yeah. And they're just they're singing Hello, songs. kids. Hey. Yeah. You, you ready got- for pizza and pussy? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Dad, I want to come again. Ah, <laughs> uh, damn it. Uh, Here's another 50 bucks. Take your tokens. Dead? Take your tokens. Yeah. The dad wants <laughs> to leave so Condoms bad. are in your cubby. Every kid had a cubby, remember? <laughs> I want everybody to know. I said that, that like I, I thought didn't that was cubby. so funny. There's something about putting words like condoms and cubbies, like <laughs> yeah. when it's like that. That makes me just. That's fucking what I do. Go. I tell you, home court advantage, man. This is my apartment. But um, <laughs> cubby condoms, <laughs> cubby condoms. Uh, Welcome to okay. the condo cubby. What? <laughs> yeah. See, it's just anything that's like a. <laughs> What was the first uh, stand-up open mic then in college? Um, I, when I graduated college, I uh, I didn't really know what I was going to get into. I I wanted I really wanted to like act and be a filmmaker, and it was like in college where I was like, what am I even talking about? Like I don't yeah. even know how to accomplish that or do it. And uh, I started working at a local news station doing studio camera news, like uh, cameraman operator. And, oh shit. Uh, how many more words can I put in that title? <laughs> Probably six. Cameraman, newspaper, <laughs> reporter, operator. <laughs> focus. I'll zoom in, zoom out. <laughs> um, so I was doing that, and then uh, the pay wasn't that great, and I just randomly, after listening to a David Cross CD, I was like, I'm going to just try this. And I went to an open mic poetry night in Spartanburg, South Carolina, and tried it. And I told all my friends. It was like right around Christmas break. Oh, I had a lot cool. of friends who were still on the soccer team, and their Christmas break just started. So I was like, hey, if you're still in town, I'm going to go do this tonight. 
I don't know what it'll be like. And they, so many people came out that the guy running the bar, because nobody in the South is showing up for an open mic poetry night, not in Spartanburg, South Carolina. So there's three or four poets who are like, yeah, if you don't mind going on, you know, in the middle or at the end, I think they were like, go on the end so that people like stay. Cool. I was like, yeah, totally. I'll do that. I I don't even know what I'm doing. And the guy, the bartender was like, because he knew if I kept going, he would keep selling beer. So he's like, you can do whatever you want for as long as you want. Oh, oh that's so God. He's like, you brought everybody. This is your first time? So, yeah. So wow. I went up and just Now, you like, said you had no idea what you were doing. Did you have even any sort wrote, of like... like I David wrote Cross. ideas. You, you, and you knew like... Well, yeah. You'd seen stand-up at that point. So right, you're like, all yeah. right, I have some... I had seen like Nick Swartzen. Yeah. Um, like his half hour was super like, fuck, I want to have... Like the jealousy of like wanting to have the fun yeah. that you could see him having. Uh, like in his... Yeah. Uh, I don't know how many he did, but like that first half yeah, hour I for sure. Um, and then uh, Dane Cook was also uh-huh. it was like right after Harmful of Swallowed was oh, like yeah. exploding. That's a great time for stand up. Um, it was it was per- yeah. especially for like wanting to get into it where oh, man. people were being silly and like loose. Not that they weren't before, but it was like a gen- like a it wasn't different. like Steve yeah. Martin where we're so detached generationally. Yeah, it was like oh here's like young dudes doing it, mm-hmm. so maybe I could try this. Also compared to what you had thought stand up was prior to that, exactly you said, like, the suits and the very proper yeah. jokes. And now you're like oh you can kind of just yeah be goofy. and how loose. And those guys are shit. yeah so i wrote down like ideas like things uh you know just you know the, almost like the way you go up with like a new bed if you don't really know what's gonna happen yeah. with it so i was like i had like five or six things but because the whole crowd i knew them i could do like crowd work and like make fun of the crowd and be as silly and dumb as i wanted because they were there to really be like fuck we want this to yeah. be awesome we never we've never so it's such you a can tell nobody had seen a friend do stand-up so this was crazy that they were like yeah we came out and we we're drinking two dollar budweiser's watching this happen this is crazy were they looking at you being like i like i hope roy doesn't suck or were you the funny guy to them so I, they're like this is probably gonna be pretty cool. i was our i was like the funny guy okay, so they cool. were kind of like yeah done deal we'll be there it's, I, not like, yeah. it's awesome dude go up there and be great okay. like it was like overwhelmingly yeah. supportive because you know some of those open mics you <clears> did at the beginning where there was always like one guy who's like from the office office and brought the whole office yeah, right because he was like people say i'm pretty funny and uh uh <laughs> kathleen uh i want my five dollars after this and, yeah. like, and the nuts. whole crowd's like we don't get yeah, that or i'll they... touch your tits at the office yeah, yeah, like, yeah. oh you're gonna have a weird tomorrow <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and he says like some weird code word and like, they use it in front of the break room yeah. like i'll give you all uh you know i'll bap you or something yeah, yeah. <laughs> bippity bapski that's a, a, a call back to the muppet poster yeah <laughs> <laughs> and, what, and I said, what am I, Mr. O'Neill? And we're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. who? Yeah. Who is that? But they're dying. Yeah. yeah. Ah! Way to Mr. go, Crowl. So you- Crowl. <laughs> Oh Jesus! Oh, I think my brain stopped. Uh, but in a way, Crowell is Crowell. great yeah. because no one will ever go with that name, <laughs> written or spoken again. Like no one will ever say Crowell. Nope, that's all yours, Brett. Uh, <laughs> For life. Here you go, Crowell. <laughs> Crowell Mortimer. Oh my God! The that coworker that? doesn't know his name is Craig. <laughs> yeah. They're drunk, or they think he's a fraggle. Uh, Rory, um, do. Wait, so you crush, right? I, it, it, went, you it, went, uh, it went really well. Is this, I wouldn't this say isn't I crushed. The tape. Is this the same place? I YouTubed him in the past, nice. When I was a PA at Conan and he was always uh, doing Conan. Were you there real quick when he did uh, the John Doerr? Uh, yeah, I was there as a PA. I, just, I stood in for him. He doesn't know that. I remember standing in for you when you guys had to do all that what? shit. 
<laughs> what was that? We'll, uh, no, it's a good thing. We will come back to the uh, the what open was that mic, video, the open mic poetry. How that finished up? Yeah, yeah, but, for sure. Well, okay, wait, go. Okay, there's a video there. of you, and I feel like it's got to be your hometown because I remember thinking, man, I would love to go to my hometown or somewhere near, like near there, and play a place like this. And it was, I think it was in South Carolina, and you, I think they brought you up saying you already had like a half, whatever, maybe you had a half hour, and there was a window, and you were doing crowd work. Oh, that was in uh, Asheville. Asheville. Asheville, North Carolina. Yeah. Was it like you were home and you were just not, like, fuck it? Not so much, but it was, was the it just first like a regular time show? It w- they do a Wednesday show there, and I guess uh, that there's a great like local scene in Asheville. Yeah, because it seems fun, that show. I'd mentioned, like, hey, I want to like do a show and I want to like try to make some money and do this gig. And so some local comics helped me. Like, they're like, yeah, do the Wednesday show. You like can you can have it. You can have that night. And so I did it and they like told people to come out and it just Asheville is a great city to perform stand-up in. Was yeah. so fun. And that's not where you did your special, right? Because I'm an idiot. You're right. Um, <laughs> no, I didn't. Um, but I will at some point do something there. Yeah. It's, it's just so much fun to Asheville's perform how far from... Uh, it's probably about an hour, forty-five okay. minutes to an hour, and it's just a very what progressive. It's just like a progressive, but also like like the right mix of conservatives and progressives awesome. in like one town, yeah. and like it's a mountain town. It's kind of hippie-ish, but at the same time, there's a like conservative vibe, so it's it's perfect. So your audience isn't like there's no like lopsided, yeah, anything to the audience. You're right. like, oh, if you want to, whatever you're gonna do, somebody's gonna laugh. And someone's going to be converted laughing yeah. or they're going to be upset, which is always also kind of fun. Yeah. 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 And yeah. you kind of get that with the crowds. Um, but that show was really fun. Yeah. That it looked like a great town, too. Uh, so the, the end of that uh, um, poetry. So that it goes well. And then and then you're like, OK, now, like, yeah, it went well. And I was like, uh, after that, I was going to visit my sister for uh, New Year's yeah. up in D.C. So I went up to visit and I just looked in the city paper and I saw that there are all these open mics, and we were sitting around. It was like a few days before New Year's Eve. And uh, I was like, oh, there's a, an open mic night tonight. Uh, so I called this hotel. It was like at a Best Western. It's not even there anymore. This Best Western, I think it was called The Cave. And it was a their bar, downstairs bar. So I called, and I was like, is there an, an open mic? I was like, can I do it? How does it work? And they were like... Yeah, just show up and let the show let them let them know you want to do it because I think the place is like new, like well, no one ever shows up. Yeah. So again, you mean Best Western comedy nights weren't <laughs> fucking booming. I know that's what I thought. But uh, my, so my sister tells sweets. a bunch of friends. So again, I show up with like ten people, um, nice. at least in this case, and I show up and there's not much of a crowd. And the show was like decent. It's like comics that I've gotten to know. Seton Smith was hosting Shit. Uh, that night. He was like on the show. He had just started maybe a year before that. Right. So I showed up and he's hosting and I was like, uh, can I go up? And he was like, yeah, you brought a lot of people like you can go up. We'll put you up like two people in. So I went up and I kind of did the same stuff I did in uh, in back in Spartanburg. Yeah. And it was really like acting a lot of stuff out and doing voices and being like characters and stuff like acting out the people in the joke. Yeah. And which I really enjoyed. And uh, it went well again. And so after that, I decided, I was like, I think I'm going to move to D.C. Because that city paper had so many open mics. Like, yeah. I could do it, and my sister would let me, like, stay on her couch. Um, and that's not too far away still from home, right? You didn't want to completely It's just not, like, jump. so far. And yeah. it's still, like, East Coast. It's just going a little bit up the East Coast. And I, uh, <laughs> so when I get back to Spartanburg, I put together a farewell show. I've performed twice. <laughs> 
I put, I put together a farewell show. Is there a flyer out there for that still? <laughs> yes, I have it. I have it framed. Oh, dude, that's the best. Uh, $2 cover charge. <laughs> yeah. I put together a, uh, a show, and the at the same, the, the place was called Guitar Bar. That's where the open mic poetry night was. And he was like, yeah, you can come in. You can move the tables. You can do whatever you want. And I was like, great. And I'll, uh, um, he was like, you just have to fill three hours of time. <laughs> and so my, my buddy is in a band. Who, who am I, you too? Yeah. Well, my buddy was in a band. Right. And I was like, why don't you come and play for like an hour and a half? And then it's going to take you a half hour to like get everything out of the way. And then I can go on and do an hour. This is my third time. This is how In delusional. Following a yeah, fucking but band. Hey, this is how delusional. Delusional, but also, man, you gotta be. Let's be honest. Anybody getting into this business, you have to be delusional to a point. That is true. Yeah. To a yeah. think that you're going to make it, and b to just like get that lost in it to where you were like, oh, those are the the, the guidelines I have. So right. here's how. I'm, and then you figured it out. Yeah. You figured out how to still make it because you could have been like three hours. Uh, maybe next year I'll do a farewell show after yeah. two stage appearances. So it was, you, I was, it was bizarre. Like so, the night before, who was the band? What was uh, I can't remember. Um, I remember that. I think they were called either. Either they had a song called Sister Moon, or they were called Sister Moon. Was it sure it was wasn't perfect. Sister Hazel? You know what? But it is like a huge band. <laughs> yeah. I've like forgotten. Bare-naked you know what? It was like... John Mayer. Now that I look back, yeah. Oh my god, John um, Mayer. Probably a fucking TMZ <laughs> yeah. trying to fucking get his hands on some chicken wings on and some that's other mountains. That's just they have great wings. They but... have good food. They have yeah, good it's food. Really it's like Hooters. <laughs> they, the food is decent. There like people, those people are so delusional. Yeah. We've all heard somebody actually say that. Yes. Oh my god. All the time. Or it's actually not that bad. The food is when you hear a mom say it. You're like, oh, you don't know how to stand up to your husband. Oh, no. Oh, that's sad. Your son's going to be a bully. Uh, your son's going to be gross. Your son's going to be gross because every Sunday uh, after the soccer game, you guys go to Hooters. Because yeah. yeah. all the dads and the 13-year-old sons want to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you go home, you can jerk off to her. Yeah. Dale, it's called sorry, a, I'm just, you know. Teaching the kid about spank bank. Yeah. Just having some wigs of beer, honey. I don't know why you're bad. Well, the, and the food is actually like, good. Yeah. That's Which is why saying. I always say fine. I get, I get I, the dressing on the side. They put it yeah. on for you sometimes. And then she, yeah, and then she just gets a shitty yeah. salad. It's like, yeah. do you think the food <laughs> is good? <laughs> I just have some of the bread and the water. Yeah, yeah. The men, now that's where the drinking is. <laughs> God, and they so always have the game you want on life. the TV. Yeah. There's just got to be a level of unbelievable happiness, though, in those people. When I see like shit like that, just or I see somebody like completely painted in their hometown. Yeah, I'm like, and you're like, what a fucking idiot. But in my mind, I'm like, they're probably this is they're yes. happy. They're, they're lives yes. great. Zen. This is for it that for time. Them. Yeah, this is great for them for that time. Yeah. But now I'm curious. Do they are they do they feel the same after a win or loss? Like because do they go home and realize? No, they go to Hooters. I wonder. Still it. painted. Yeah. I wonder it with like Southern football, like SEC teams. Like there are people who, when the the Clemson season starts, it is like recharged. Life begins again. Saturday, mega fucking tailgate. We get fucked up. We go into the game. It's like when the season ends. Where do they go? Like what? Where? Like emotionally, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. where do they go? No, that's a great question. And I, I, I and I know not that. everyone's like that. I know that people can be mega fans and be like, yeah, I fucking I, turn it off. I, yeah, it's it's just happening now, so I dig in. It's like great, but there are some people who are like they have nothing it's else. It's the be all end all. Yeah.
do they put all that emotional energy like into their families or do they just like go i'm saving it for next season yeah, yeah. no one talked to me <laughs> we got a recruit he's yeah. a ninth grade right you got to see this video yeah, yeah oh you got an a on your social studies project christy who gives a shit i gotta save these yeah. hoorahs for the season oh you want to talk to me about your feelings why did i buy you that diary <laughs> Stay out of my TV room, <laughs> which is just the living room. Yeah. Like, well, then we can't okay. get to the Dad, kitchen. you're not even from here. You're obviously from Brooklyn. Yeah. You brush your teeth in my you shit room again. Mouth. You mean the bathroom? <laughs> yeah, 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 my poop closet. Stay out. <laughs> Dad, you're not even Southern. If you even as so as much step into my fuck door. I'm sorry. You just had to bap you in the face. I'm sorry. I just sometimes have to clap loudly. <laughs> Well, it hurts my ears, Dad. Well, you get me so goddamn mad. (laughs) Go write it in your diary. (laughs) Um... So anyway, so there's be the worst like CNN. That's what's yeah, yeah. going on. Yeah, I wish I would love to see those types of pauses between news anchors at some point, where like yeah. just nobody's got a clue it's for a where huge to go. Breath, just anyway, just <sighs> shuffling. <laughs> just a big sigh. It yeah. would say so much. Oh, yeah. It would. It would be. It would just confirm what we've all suspected. <laughs> they all hate each other. <laughs> Shitty news banter, by the way, uh, <sighs> is one. Of, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just. Uh, what One you, of the things at the news uh, station is yeah. that uh, That's I can't right. if I was telling one. you this when I would do camera because there would uh, the, the hours that I would work would be like a, I, I think it was like a six o'clock seven o'clock it was back when like and it's still going but like when local news was like fuck we can actually have a lot of blocks we don't have to just be eleven p.m. yeah yeah so like we had like a ten a nine like we had we had like four shows a night of news that we were doing like keeping people updated on news it was Jesus. ridiculous would you recap so, like. Like, would 6 o'clock do some of 5 o'clock stories? Sometimes, yeah, yeah, yeah. It would just kind of like, I, don't, I can't it's almost remember like why they did it. It kind of made sense. Like, they would have news stories, but it was like, hey, this is kind of like the afternoon kind of fluff stuff. And then it's like heavy hitting primetime. Like, you could tell like certain hours yeah. they were like playing Nighttime to Nighttime is primetime for the, like, the really Yeah, I mean, 11 shit, o'clock right? news for sure. And like, after the 11 o'clock news, every now and then, if they had enough time in the show... Because sometimes in the show, they would be have enough time to run the credits at a normal pace, and the show would just end. But, you know, sometimes the news is running quick, and they got to quickly go into, like, The Tonight Show or something. Yeah. So we would, like, if they had time, sometimes they would roll the credits. They would have, like, a camera pull back to reveal kind of the studio, like, pulling back the curtain. And then I would walk out with a piece of paper like I was a producer, because I would have a headset... And I would like act like I'm giving the anchors notes. And I asked them one time if I could do it. And they were like, all right, look, we'll just try it. So I did it. And somebody was like, oh, I like how that looks. It looks official. Like he's going out and like talking about the story. Yeah. And so they let me, anytime I was doing, I was like, can I do the thing where I walk out? And they were like, yeah, go for it. And I would write shit on the paper to try to get them to laugh. And I would just go out and be like, Hey, so here's what we want to try to work on for the next thing. And the anchors would have to, like, look at it and, like, <laughs> look at each other and like, and, like, have a fake conversation with me. Some anchors were, like, not into it at all. But yeah. some were, like, I could tell liked the challenge of, like, as soon as they saw me walking, like, here we go. What's he got? What's they, they had to look at it as if it was, like, so we're going to do yeah. that tornado story, but we're going to close with yeah. the kids coming out of the well. They probably don't want to see you laughing behind the credits. Like, <laughs> and then the whole family died. <laughs> <laughs> just waving off and smiling. Right. What would you put on it? I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. I would just write anything. Even if it was just, like, fuck. <laughs> like, something. Yeah. Uh, or I'd draw, like, a picture. 
It was just anything. It, was, I mean, it, it goes perfectly with how I grew up trying to make like <laughs> kids in class laugh. Any uh, news Clooney boobs that you can remember that were like uh, piglet penis? Because in this day and age, if you have a blooper on the news, you're like a you're a star, a, a star. Yeah. Like I met when I was doing shows in Reno. I met this girl who was a uh, one of the news uh, people for the Reno station, and she was at her old station. I, I can't remember the name of the clip, but she was the female anchor to a guy who. Who said like, like it was like a real? He basically was just like fuck it and quit or something, and was like I'm fucking and fuck it all and like on air. Yeah, and she had to be like, okay, well that. And well, she that just got happened because of that. Yeah, the one that had just happened recently about the pot. Is there a joke? No, about? not that. Oh yeah, yeah. That's one of the greatest clips <laughs> yeah, I've I ever see. seen. <laughs> I gotta see that stuff. What, <laughs> what happens? Tell him. She just this woman just uh, she quit her job as an anchor in Alaska. On air in Alaska, she is like working with like marijuana and like trying to legalize it and. I don't know if it's legalized or no, whatever, but she's, she's a part of some coalition, I guess. I'm probably fucking this up. But either way, <laughs> she's like talking about the story, and then she goes, and just to I'm gonna dedicate my out time. myself, yeah. I have been the president of this thing I just did a story on, and I'm going to dedicate all my time to do it. So, fuck it. I quit. <laughs> and just walks off, and it cuts back to the other anchor, and she's like... Sorry okay, about that. Okay, we apologize for that. In uh-huh. other news, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. toys will it. still be out for Christmas. They, uh, she, her timing on the fuck it, by the way. Yeah. This is going to be how you go out. Like, make sure you really hit that. Like, don't panic and go so, and or add to it. Like, and if I was doing it and knew I was going to be like, fuck much. it, I'd say too much. I'd be like, and you know what? Uh, this has been some fucking bullshit. So, fuck <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And, oh, and hey, uh, fucking Marv, I know you, that was you who fucking always used all the toilet paper like you'd add some other yeah. shit you know but she was just poignant but super smart marketing move yeah because now it's like she's not gonna get in, i don't know I, I don't think you can get in trouble for that like no. the station would get fined come on it's great ratings yeah. but she now it's like oh now we know your company and we know you and yeah. like she put the story together yeah. to like hey here's something you should all know about it's yeah. like my own company sure. and i'm the president uh, Peace. It's fuck like, it. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, so fuck it. They're like, well, she didn't technically cuss. <laughs> she just goes home like, did I say fuck it? Oh, yeah. That's the why worst. Why you say uh, it like that? I, I was there an, I Why was there an E on the end I, in the teleprompter? Yeah, God, the I teleprompter no, dude knew. Yeah, yeah. I got noivous. What? Why are you oh saying God, it like that? Oh, that was, I would get the most nervous if I had to run the teleprompter. Sometimes <laughs> I wasn't on camera. I was on teleprompter. Ooh, fuck that. And, sometimes, and you control the speed. And you can go super fast. You have to like listen to them. And kind of roll with it. And that was like nerve wracking. Even though it's pretty easy, it was yeah, nerve wracking. Yeah. No, it becomes, that's terrifying. You're a fan of pot. I know mushrooms and pot. Yeah. And I'm I've kind of, of just mushrooms. stayed in those, that world. Me too. I'm afraid to do, uh, I haven't even done Coke. And I, because I, you know what? I'm not even, uh, well, against it. I just saw it in college a couple times so terribly <laughs> that I was like, oh, I never want to be that guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah it was yeah. just so in my face and fucking tweaking and rubbing his teeth a lot and talking to me about like i mean mike young has that great bit about like everybody on coke like within meeting you in five minutes wants to start a business with you yeah yeah yeah. you know and it's like that (laughs) that's (laughs) so true um but mushrooms i've had two of the greatest days of my life on yeah and then pot just um just it's wonderful yeah Yeah. you have the uh an amazing bit you did on conan about uh the way people look was it being high at the grocery store, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and checking, assessing each aisle. Like, it's a crime scene. Like, you're a detective, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Jams live next to what? I mean, whatever. Just yeah. in Chili's. Dude, unbelievable. Um, Have all your pot experiences been positive? No. God, yeah. no. Okay. I I'm mean, always I've, curious for people who've done it a lot what the bad days were. I try. I mean, I have some bad times on pot, and it's usually my own fault. And it's usually, uh, 
I usually start to have them when I'm real and when I'm not paying attention to how much I'm smoking, uh, not in one sitting, but like, you know, like for however long, like a month or something. Mm-hmm. So I go in and out of like breaks from pot, which I tell that to some people and they're like, that's crazy. And I'm like, yeah, but every now and then you have to step back and prove to yourself that you can it's step not a problem. back. Yeah, a that you can step because back. I can't 100% prove that I don't have a pot smoking problem. I mean, I love going on stage high and I have a lot of fun yeah. and do very well yeah. sober. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, but when I'm smoking a ton, I start to get into a zone where I'm like, fuck, I'm on in like 10 minutes. I got to go get high. And I hate that about myself. I'm like, yeah, yeah. well, what if tonight you just don't, yeah, are you yeah. forgetting that you can still do yeah, this? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that like drives me insane. So I'll go through like periods of time where I'm like, all right, let's just not, let's just see how long we can not, smoke yeah and just get back into and also it takes me out i'm like like as creative as i feel like it does make me past a certain point it starts to go the opposite direction where i just start getting super dumb and i notice it when i watch like comics who are like just crushing and i'm like ah that's so smart and they're doing so well and i can't even think of one funny thing (laughs) right now even about a joke i've already written right yeah (laughs) have you ever have you ever just tensed up on stage that we just taken over where you've like forgotten a bit or you've just like gone down a path that was so weird yeah but the great thing with pod is that i i i don't mind just keep going yeah like i kind of i'm like oh, i'll just More keep fearless. pushing because yeah. i'll find something yeah and even if i'm super fucking weird i don't ever like saying well i'm high everybody i don't like that no but because yeah. there there's a level be of judgment from the audience i think so and especially if it's not going well they're if they're like a paying audience if they're not a paying audience and i'm like well i, I could tell you or not tell you yeah. what do you yeah. care you yeah. fucking you're not you're, you're here for free yeah but a paying audience it's like well if it's not going well i certainly don't want to be like hey this could have gone well <laughs> yeah. but you paid and i didn't respect that <laughs> right right yeah. so yeah it's, i feel like i've never really had i've had only really one time on stage where and i was sober and i didn't really know what to do or how to get out of it. And the crowd I knew hated me and was ready to like move on. And it was like the most humbling experience where I was like, fuck, I don't, I lost this audience. I don't know how I was hosting. I was like, I don't know how. <laughs> and I know that I can't get them back. I just tried to get them back. I know that there's a wall between us. And that, that's the only time I've been legitimately like shaken while on stage. Yeah. Other times I wasn't really shaken, but it might not have gone well, but it didn't totally bother me. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Going to the grocery store, I love that point about too. I mean, other things that you like to do when you get high, like I'm always curious, what do you like to be out in public or and and be adventurous, or is it more like I'm just going to watch Jurassic Park three and figure out what you know what a better cast could have been? There's sometimes I prefer that. I would say I probably. By the way, you guys want to do that after this podcast? Sure. It sounds like something you've already done. <laughs> okay, Jason Statham I've, as the T Rex. Okay. All right. You're already you're already winning. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I feel like, unfortunately, I do prefer that most of the time. Yeah. I do want to like stay home and just like zone out and yeah. shit. Um, and I always convince myself, oh, I'm going to you know, get creative and do some writing. And every now and then that does happen. Yeah. But for the most part, if, for me to have really like a lot of fun, I don't want to be around a ton of people. But yeah. So the mall I, is a terrible like, place for But you. like getting high and going to the grocery store. There's one time Andy Haynes and I were on the road and we did a late show somewhere in Washington State um, near the border. Yeah. But we decided that, and we were going over to do a, uh, a ski resort show the next night. Yep. So we decided to drive as close to the border as we could, 
get a hotel room, and then drive the rest of the way the next morning. On our way to the border, we see a 24-hour Walmart Supercenter. Oh, yeah. And it's like Beautiful. one in the morning. Yeah. And uh, By the way, so, the perfect time to just... So amazing. Pull an it's un- like company. a bad road comedy movie. Where it's like in the distance. Yeah. Immediately, Andy rolls a joint. We smoke it. And we go in, and there's no one... There's a cl- as soon as we walk in, there's a clerk and like two police officers who are like, you know, like the security. Kind like, well, of there's this ri- woman yeah. here, but you could tell they're also like, what a great gig! Like yeah. we know her, and we just sit here and drink coffee and chat. Like there's yeah, nothing. Yeah, like, yeah. I wonder if some they- of the lights weren't even on. <laughs> yeah, and so when we walk in, you can tell that they're just kind of like, in a way, they're like, oh. so like I tense up for a second, like oh shit, cops. But yeah. then you could tell the cops are all like. What are you, you going to do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I steal a weapon yeah, for? Exactly. <laughs> Go ahead, man. So we just walked around this giant Walmart Supercenter by oh. ourselves, and we split up. And I was like in the – because, you know, the Supercenter has like the grocery yeah. area. I'm in the freezer section. I'm like feeling like I'm in 2001. I'm like, this is a fucking Kubrick movie, the way the lights are coming <laughs> yeah. out. Let's the acknowledge the fact freezer. you said you guys split up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That yeah. Itself, yeah. That makes the oh, adventure. The best. It was so much fun. And then at certain points, we couldn't find you. It's like, Andy, <laughs> Andy, you got to see this. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. yelling, knowing that no one's there. That's great, dude. Um, but I, I love that kind of yeah. shit. I like going into those kinds of environments and that will like set my brain off the most. Like that's because when I'm I'm so ADD. But so if I'm you're being pod, overstimulated, you, you're you're not going to be able to process your own thoughts. I don't th- I don't know. Like like when I'm when I'm sober, I don't I feel like I'm too ADD. I can't pay attention to to much stuff. It's actually other comics that get my sense of humor going. Yeah. Because if they clue into a joke, that's like the pot for me. I'm like, oh, that's the joke. That's the thing that we're all like making a joke about. Yeah, yeah. But if I'm like sober by myself, the thoughts are just they're meaningless, and there's nothing to like latch onto. But if I'm high, those like meaningless thoughts, like one will cross my radar, and I will be like, well, yeah, how does that thing work? Yeah. And then suddenly, oh, maybe that's funny, and yeah, I yeah. start to write it down like a little bit, but. I have to be in those places to get that kind of stimulation. Were yeah. you high? Were you and John Dore high for the um, uh, simultaneous stand-up? <laughs> no, 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 no. That to me, and I've, I can't tell you how many friends of mine who aren't comics when that came out that I've showed still to this day, and even in comics like Sandy Danto, uh, when we were talking about you, and I was like, "You seen this?" And he's like, "It's like the greatest late night set." <laughs> Of all time, man. I, I appreciate that. I John gets great. all the credit it's for great. that creativity. You saw that shit live. Yeah. I mean, like, if you I haven't seen it, by the way, just <laughs> YouTube, I guess, Rory Scoville, John Dore, Conan. Yeah. Um, so you guys are, uh, the whole thing, Conan says he overbooks, uh, overbooked. He has two acts. He's going to let you guys Oh, you're do talking it. about that one? Yes. Yeah. I've, I've stood in for that one, too. But I also, just the one of you in the suit, in the keyboard, uh, in the piano player is amazing. You, what but about the one, the one where they, he plays an usher in the audience and they so have an argument? That's the second uh, John Dorr. That's the best. Dorr. We're trying to, uh, John and I haven't talked, but I've talked to JP. JP's like, you know, what's He's the got third be, installment of, of course. this saga? And I'm like, well, it's got to be perfect. I was like, we haven't yeah. talked about anything, but it's got to be something it ha- like we can't do we can't be something that we're like ah this is kind of funny let's no, go do it like because it's the other be two yeah epically big because the switching places thing was so gr- in my mind i was like it's so grand we've got like yeah. conan and andy are involved in the sketch and yeah. crowd i was like we have to go beyond that yeah is uh tell me though with the uh simultaneous uh, act like how did you w- w- 
where's the idea come from? How do you do you John, practice it? Because there was like not yeah. a beat that was missed. It, like I'm sure you guys watched it it's, or even doing it. Like, did you feel like nervous of like, oh fuck, don't? Are you listening to him or? Yeah, no. At the moment you guys listen to each other, you fucked. can't do it. You're fucked because you will even jokes that you've done a hundred times, you'll forget. You'll yeah. forget where you are in the joke and you'll forget how it goes and yeah. you'll just stop talking. Because I've done that before. The very first time I ever tried it with him, I tried to do that. Um, but it's John's thing. Like John has done it. I saw the first time I saw it. John did it with uh, James Adomian at uh, Bridgetown, and it was so hilarious. I loved it. Yeah, and then yeah. there was one show in Montreal, and John was like, "Do you want to try it tonight?" And I was like, "Oh yeah, I, I saw you guys do it. I would love to do it." And it didn't go well. We also have Reggie come in, so we had three of us. Reggie Watts. So Reggie Watts starts oh, doing a little God. bit of music, and he and I keep doing like our act. And it's just crazy. And then we, like, he puts his music on loop, and we all just leave the stage. That was really fun. Um, but after that, we we never, ever practice it, and we never have told each other what jokes we're going to do. And, in fact, even for that Conan one, but you knew, we didn't, like, go over it. We the didn't guitar, the improv it. thing. The only cues were coming out. It was like, uh, let's uh, make sure when he goes to his guitar... I got to go get that girl from the audience, bring her out. Of course. And when he smashes that guitar, get rid of that girl. Those were the only cues the whole time. And I was really nervous being like, oh, I'm going to do this arms game with this girl. And I don't even know what to say because I'm also like, at that point I am like, well, where is John in this? Is he about to, should I try to ramp up a like something in you don't something see that before. in your guys you don't see the wheels turning at all in either one of you because uh, i'm sure you have i mean there's got to be some point where you step out of you and you have to right like listen like i mean just, for that for the particular thing the guitar I mean, as soon as you smash that guitar i was like all right give it up for because you guys said thank you at the exact moment yeah i've i've told john i was like uh, even going back and watching it i'm like N- we will never do it that way again yeah. and no. we never did before i was like but that night it just synced up in terms of like weird words that were able to get heard. And also when we walk out, I feel like uh, he also like waves with his right arm. And I just happened to wave with my, leg. even there was like a symmetry to Dude, like yeah, our waving yeah. and him like looking to Conan it's or I can't remember, but it was, uh, Could you remember, did you see he Conan was laughing? Was, I was going to say, yeah. yeah. Cause I'm off to the side. He's, I remember all this just <laughs> under the bleachers, Brent. Is he, yeah. <laughs> was he, what he say to you guys? Cause it, it, on, he loved t- it. on air, he's like, yeah. that's great. But I'm sure afterwards he, he was into some- it. He was super into it. Um, and he was de- he was like, we love this kind of shit. This is our flavor. Yeah. Anything you guys <clears throat> have, like, come back, do some more stuff. And uh, then John and I tried anything. the switching places thing. Randomly, we're at Tiger Lily. We were going to be at that night. And John, John's like, what if we just both both do something at the same time instead of each do an act? And I was like, oh, yeah, what should we do? And we're just sitting in his apartment, and, and it kind of we just came up with the idea of switching places and having some of our friends be there and switch with them and it started out john was a waiter interrupting me and so the argument was like how hard is it to be a fucking waiter and keep your voice down and he's like how hard is it to stand up there and talk about shit that's not even funny and we're both yelling at each other like some people didn't think it was a joke yeah. until we actually switched yeah, yeah like yeah. the comics were laughing yeah but there were some people who were like because john just came over with a tray to a, a table and just sets it down, knowing that that's going to set them off going, oh, we didn't order this. And then John just loudly, oh, you guys didn't order that? I thought you, you guys had ordered <laughs> yeah, that. And they're like, no, 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 we, we're all good. Like, are real people? Holy and shit. then I just chimed in with like, 
hey, what the what is going on? Yeah. Like, is it so hard to keep your voice down right now? And yeah, he's like, yeah, yeah. oh, I'm sorry, I'm trying to make some money. Like, yeah. well, I'm trying to get good at this so I can make money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So when we did it on Conan, I was like, oh, I hate that we don't have the waiter yeah. element because those jokes worked great. But we only did that twice before Fuck, dude. Conan. And when we the first time on Conan, we got bumped. Mm-hmm. And By it's Mel. great because we didn't really By have who? an ending. Mel Brooks. Mel Brooks' his interview went long, yeah. and it was like a blessing because we didn't really have a legit ending that night. And so when they bumped us, and then two weeks later we came on, we did have a better ending. And I was Mel like, Brooks, oh, this actually comedy. works great. And also, Conan then was like a bigger part of the ending yes. with what you did see, and, and it wasn't originally going to be that way. Do you, how, how much value do you think, for both you guys, do you think there is to something like over... You know, over editing or over uh, working a bit or uh, or um, over rehearsing like uh, something that you're gonna um, do in that. Setting. Yeah, like like when you both do uh, your hours. Um, wait, you you have a half, you have, have, I have a half hour and I've, I've got an hour special. It's gonna come out at some point. You already shot it. Mm-hmm. I shot it. Yeah, I did it on my own. So awesome. I just I have to do all the. I have to do all the work for yeah, it. Yeah, because you're going to do it solo. And- Inspiring, though, man. I saw the intro. I didn't see the special. We've recut it. Space and it's a little bit better. Where'd you shoot it? Intro? In Charleston, South Carolina. Nice. Uh, yeah. uh, another like awesome city to do stand-up Well, in. people I'm fucking excited. love it. I'm sure you'll find a Can't great outlet. What were your choices for outlets? Um, I don't know yet. I mean, yeah. we're just trying to... We still got to get it color corrected and do the audio. It ended up being way more expensive than I thought it would be. I'm still glad that I did it on my own. A thousand percent. Um, and I'm, I've learned a ton from doing it, but... Uh, yeah, it's still every every step of the way. It's like, well, we actually might need five grand more. It's oh, like, God. guys, I'm way over budget. <laughs> yeah. like, I now understand producers when they're like, we're not giving you any money. Yeah, yeah Even yeah. if it means this movie never gets made. <laughs> Do you think I work at TMZ? I'm not floating in dough. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can't just be at TMZ fucking moms and dads. <laughs> yeah, okay? yeah, 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 yeah. I have to have a real job. Yeah. What's the name of it? Uh, religion, politics, drugs, nothing like insane. It's just, that's like kind of the, the jokes all fall in that category. Yeah. So, um, but so what was your I'm process excited. for that? I mean, did you like do like, a, you know, our buddy, uh, Chris Lee, who's, you know, on this tour now before yeah. he does, that's how he's working his next hour. He's just going to go yeah. straight, do it 30 times. See, that's professional and smart. <clears throat> I choose a different route. Um, <laughs> I like to be unprofessional and stupid about my approach. Can I, can I, I tell mean, you something though? Cause I was like, cause we would talk when I was doing ground floor we were in his dressing room, watching out. You Partridge don't need to tell people much that. And- <laughs> We watched, you have to we tell watched people the that, whole movie during work. Twice. We watched two twi- movies. <laughs> two. Which is kind of like, this is our job, that we have this much time to watch a movie, go do a scene, and then we're just like, all right, I guess we're going home. I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm talking about a special, and he shows me like his like the first cut of his opening, and then shows me where the location is. And I like I just had a meeting talking about, because uh, I'm not going to do a half hour. Yeah. I won't do an hour. And uh, I just... like inspired off that and then what like sarah silverman has done and like some people i was yeah. like shit i don't have to do the the theater especially since Fuck nobody no. knows who i am so I'm it's gonna going be to. filled by audience people mostly and you know like really, whoever produces it you so. really like even like uh, the you really should put yourself in a setting in my opinion that you already con- have conquered even feel you know what i mean so like not, okay because i like, thought about doing do my clubs. old high school theater where i did like plays and stuff really oh my god that's kind of awesome yeah because i think hometown people would pack it out oh and for sure that theater was like where i got the bug to what do is it seat 
two fifty. I mean, see, that's, that's what awesome. I mean. That's perfect. But I've never that's done awesome. comedy. I mean, I did talent shows and stuff. And but I, I don't mean in terms of like it doesn't like matter. Legit, if they come in I don't mean like yeah. I don't mean like legit locations you've already done in Concord. Oh, I just okay. mean like the three of us are used to going and doing Crushing a it. weekend oh. of shows <laughs> and selling between a hundred to three hundred tickets yeah. for wow. a show. You know what really? I mean? Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, yes. Hey, I mean, man, like, I don't know if you thought According to Jim came out last week, but it was <laughs> seven years ago. I've got the DVD <laughs> of that one episode. It's burnt. That's all they released. It's well, a like, burnt DVD. I got example because you told me that the, initially it was going to be a theater, and then it yeah. was like, then it moved, and then it, then you found this space, and we're like, can yeah. we make this a thing? And you showed me pictures of it, and it was a space where... Did you guys put down chairs and all we that? We put down chairs. See, the theater that I would have done it is similar See, to your you. situation. This oh, right. theater I would have done it in holds like 200 to 250. So I wanted to do it there specifically because I was like, oh, the amount of people that will be in this space, I'm used to. I'm used to 250 people. Yeah. Not that... And I didn't go into it thinking, well, we should get a 500-seat theater. Like I was like, no, I'm not going to sell 500 tickets, so yeah. I should do it in a space that holds the amount that I'm used to selling is yeah. what I kind of mean by that. Great. Okay. Thing. Gotcha. But the, the theater space itself is a, a bigger room than I'm used to. Um, but it's still pretty intimate, but on camera would have looked fantastic. Yeah. It would have like looked like a little bit bigger space than it really is, which I think would have looked good, yep. especially for the angles we could have gotten the camera, like operators would have had more room to work with, but instead we had to do it at this other place, which was also, a great space. I just didn't like that we had to bring in chairs to make it a like seated space. Sure. I kind of wish it was like a theater already. Yeah. Like, I mean, it is a theater, but you know what I mean? Like yeah. seats are already there. They're always there. And this is how the room always looks. Are your uh, family and friends, are they all fired up about just your career in general? I mean, being I so. TV and comedy, are they, are, are they all so far removed right from the business? I'm assuming that like, yeah, do they ask you? Like, it's crazy. Have you I think get in a Spielberg movie, that type of shit. Or it's like, not like that. I think they're just constantly like when I started doing stand up, everyone was like, Oh, that's interesting. That's, crazy no one ever was like well good luck or hey when are you gonna call it quits you know what i mean yeah. they're all like oh that's crazy you do stand up all right and then when i got like a, a tv thing it was kind of like oh well all right maybe he can really like do this and so more and more more of those just give everybody being like yeah. like oh wow like i think now with this tv show i think now my family's like oh he does this it yeah. isn't like oh he's doing this this is what he does. Oh, man, what a mentality shift. It's kind of great because yeah. it's, I mean... The, always supportive, but always still kind of like, but what he's about, doing now. Yeah, I mean, think about everybody in your family. Like, to have, like, one person in your family who can call and be like, hey, this thing is going on, and it's fun because yeah. it does relate to you because you watch TV or you yeah. like movies. Like, the good news I'm telling you relates to your life. Yeah. And to me, that's, like, <laughs> great. Not You know, it's like... If someone's like, hey, we're having a kid, you're like, oh, my God, that relates to me. That's going to be – you're adding to the family that I'm in. Yeah. But when someone like is like, hey, turns out we're actually going to get uh, another week of vacation at my job, you're kind of like, I don't give a fuck about what, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kind of, what, what do I do with that? Yeah. Yeah. But if someone's like, hey, I'm going to be on this thing, it's like, hey, fucking, I watch it or I at least DVR it. Like, cool. I'll check that out. Uh, I'll sure. look into that thing. Yeah. So would you ever do anything other than this? Um, There's a question for both you guys. It would only I would only do something other than this if I had to. Like I would prefer never, this forever. Yeah. I mean, obviously, but yeah, I don't I don't know what it would be. I I was or big what in was soccer. It? Okay, yeah. What was the plan? The yeah, maybe not the plan B, but the uh, one of sort the of a, I mean, sort of a plan B. If I couldn't do this, I would because pr- I'm, I'm I am into soccer. I would probably try to rekindle that obsession with it and try to coach 
like a college team or at, at some level. I mean, that's that's a show I would watch the shit out of, dude. <laughs> yeah, you coach oh my god, team, team. Wanting to be a coach is like I think that's why I kind of like have a character built around being oh my. a coach because it's like it, my family is like a sports family. That I mean, that's <laughs> you. Know, you have to write a move. I mean, dude. Whether it's I mean, not kicking and screaming esque, but like there's. Right. Late ladybugs or the big green. Or, I mean, no, for sure. I would love it. I so would love to do you, any coaching, any like sport. Like if it yeah. was like a baseball, yeah, coach movie. Oh, uh, I want to do a sports would, movie oh, so it. bad. I'm it's sure we all something. Do. I think we've all talked yeah. about. It's fucking. That's you that's be a baseball movie, right? It, baseball, basketball, any golf. Ah, uh, <laughs> I want to do it, dude. <laughs> yeah. And I, I said, I tweeted something the other day. I said, life goal. I want to do a baseball movie where Kevin Costner plays my dad. <laughs> Like, that would be the shit. Yeah, like, I'm man. a struggling pitcher. We don't get along. Some shit. You know what I mean? Does yeah. he feel the dreams, basically? <laughs> I want to try to do feel the dreams, the return. Yeah, the return. Something More with dreams. Him. I want to do a fucking movie with, yeah. Does he quote movie. one of his old movies in your movie as kind of like a little wink to the audience? Yeah, where he's to like, be. you're like trying to get your team back together, and he's like, Brent, if you. Uh, Oh, find if it. If you find it, they will come or whatever. Yeah, what yeah, is the yeah, fucking yeah, line? Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I haven't seen no, it. No, I know. That's why if I said it, find it. I oh, said find oh. it because the way you pause, I could see in your eyes. You're like, shit, what's a line from a <laughs> Kevin Costner? You're like bull Durham's in your head for some reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like, would love it. He's like, Brent, if you build it, they will come. And even in character, you're still like, shut up, Kevin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You call him Kevin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Shut up, Kevin. Costner. <laughs> we both look at camera for a second, and it's such a good movie up until that point. We're like, they fucking just ruined the movie for us. That's a goal for me. I definitely do a sport movie. It'd be the best because too many actors look like they can't play sports. I know, too. and it's the worst. They shoot yeah. them all so close up, yeah. so that like the like the tennis movies, I like know fight scenes too. Yes, yeah. super close to where you're like pull I guess it back. They're fighting yeah. as a camera operator, that must drive you nuts. Yeah. <laughs> I want to make this look beautiful. Mm, no, why don't you zoom in on his shoulder? Yeah, this as guy far can't as you play, no yeah. one can see that is fucking then karate we'll, chop. We'll assume there's contact yeah. being made between these two. This yeah. guy's the greatest NBA player of life, and then it's like, no, he's not. <laughs> yeah. He's terrible. Yeah. That was yeah, a who, horrible Who pass. are some of the actors that have gotten to be athletes that are just... Te- that Leonardo DiCaprio, Basketball Diaries. I've never seen somebody dribble worse <laughs> and shoot worse. I remember yeah. that bothered me. A other side of that example, somebody who's really good besides Kevin Costner, who looks like he could play every sport. Michael J. Fox. Mm-mm. Well, I was going to say <laughs> Charlie Sheen oh, in yeah, Major dude. League because looked he was a so high school dope. pitcher and loved oh, baseball. Yeah. Actually looked like he could throw 98. Just you right can tell. That wind-up. Yeah. The baseball windup in movies is like the immediate tell of like, right, yeah, oh, yeah. you don't know what sports are. Yeah. Like so, even when someone goes out to throw the first pitch, oh, it's you God. can kind of tell how they're walking if it's going to be <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, You're like, yeah. ah, this is going to be a wild one here. It was a terrible thing. Yeah. And in the middle ground of that, Dennis Quaid and The Rookie. See, I watch all the sport movies because he didn't actually know how to play, no. but he wanted to play that character. But he actually worked his ass off, and yeah. he doesn't look terrible. No, but he still looks but bad. But he still looks like an old guy trying it, to But play it's Disney, so you're like, okay, I'm going to let everything fine. slide because yeah. I'm touched right now. Another, another given Sunday, another he looks like a decent quarterback. Yo, yeah. Yep. And he gave it Sunday. do that. It's a different throw. Yeah. Another example, Shia LaBeouf, greatest game ever played, lied, said he used to play golf, never to played get golf, the part. and then went to a driving range for like three days and learned how to play golf. And he actually has a really good swing in the, in the fucking movie. No shit. Yeah. yeah. See, that's smart. Mm-hmm. Where's he now? <laughs> He's doing Shots fired, LaBeouf. It's LaBeouf. Scoville versus LaBeouf. It's LaBeouf? I'm pretty sure it's LaBeouf. <laughs> 
Either way, Shia is a fucking good guy. Boy, some big, <laughs> some big time Clooney boops happening right now. Excuse me, Ray Shia Labeff. Excuse me, Shia Labeff. That's funny to say. Where's he right now? Well, yeah. he's probably at his fucking mansion. I don't know. Swimming in, in his one of his nine mansions, getting style. his dick sucked, but still frowning by a transformer. <laughs> but still frowning. Yeah, he's depressed. I think. I don't know. He's yeah. in fury. That fucking Brad Pitt movie coming. That's out. That's the thing about like being a celebrity and like. Like fucking up, and then people got pissed about the plagiarism thing, which I guess is what spiraled him out. But he spiraled out so bad from it. it's yeah. like, well, wait, are you crazy? Just crazy? Yeah, like yeah. plagiarism aside, are you yeah, crazy? Yeah, yeah. calm but the like, fuck down. We all still. Yeah. Even with all that, it's like, <laughs> it's like, ah, who do we get for this Brad Pitt movie? You know, the the biggest name. Yeah, Shia. Yeah, <laughs> he's gone crazy, but just give it to him, give and then he's him. amazing in it. Oh, it's God, like, yeah, maybe like, you just have to be a psycho to be an actor. Yeah, who do you? Who do we want for this movie? We're putting out an award season with Brad Pitt. Let's get Shia LaBeouf. He just wrote something in the sky yesterday <laughs> for an art project, yeah. and then he wore a paper bag. You know, maybe he'll wear a paper bag to the premiere. That won't yeah. embarrass I any did of see us. That. That's why he's. Uh, I was going to say probably why. I just realized that's probably why he's not on the poster and shit. I think he is. He's a good definitely actor. why he's not on the podcast. I think he is a good actor. <laughs> That's I'm where you like, draw the line. <laughs> I'm like saying all this in case he does listening to help and can like help my career. He's definitely weird enough that he would just be listening to random Shia's podcasts. Shia's weird, all day. but you know what? I think he's really talented. And I think he's a good guy. And I think he gets a bad rap. <laughs> what if he just fucking? I love Shia LaBeouf. Let me tell you something about Shia LaBeouf. That's a fucking uh, guy who's a friend. That's what in I the think. Future. Yes. That's a guy oh, who yes. should be hanging out with all of us. Oh, you can tell. He by... used to do stand up. Does everybody know that? Yes. Six years old. Did yes. he really? Yeah, he was the dirty comic and a hippie parent. So he went when up there and he'd go... swear at the ice house. What? Yeah, that's how he started. When you like, go hey, that crazy, how do you know? All th- I know everything <laughs> about Shia, <laughs> or or just the history of the Ice House. <laughs> yeah, are they? <laughs> Maybe of you Kid only Comics know the Ice, the Ice House. House. Yeah. Well, it's Maybe like baseball you're... movies. Apparently, I know, and I know. <laughs> Back Shia. when the Ice House was uh, doing a joint effort with Discovery Zone and the uh, TMZ. Um, By the way, TMZ kids. is our sponsor today. Uh, <laughs> full count here for Ramirez. Line drive. Uh, don't forget if you get a chance, try to grab the kids on Saturday. We're doing a great fuck fest. It's an all day. It's, it's a fan fest. It's fuck a fest. fan fest. Sucking fuck. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Grab the kids. We got hot dogs. We got pizzas. We're gonna have. Uh, uh, balloons that you can put wherever. And don't uh, forget the lemonade. They have great lemonade. It's Christine <laughs> Legit Marin. lemonade. Legit lemonade, though. It's Angela Lansbury bobblehead night. She looks like she's bobbing right on your cock in the ball pit. <laughs> Speaking of balls, ball four on Ramirez. <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. That's how we should close it out. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> that's how we should close it it's out. It's been a lot of fun. This has been fun. Thank Thanks you. for coming great, on. Man. Thanks um, for having me. Your Twitter's at Roy Scoville. Yep. Hell, yeah. Uh, Roy. RoyScoville.com. Yep. For all the tour dates. All the dates. Are, are those dates going to start? Uh... Those dates are... I got a couple things coming up once we wrap, and I'm going to be in Chicago in uh, a couple weeks. Cool. Oh, at the up, At the Up Club. Oh, I love Up. Yeah. yeah. You got to do Up. Yeah. I'm doing Zanies again. Oh, Zanies is good, too, from what I hear. I, I hear Zanies. everything in Chicago is great. It's yeah, great it is. I, I like did Lincoln just... Lodge until that closed, and that was fun. Yeah. What do you now when you go on the road real quick? Like, what's your uh, in a city like that? Will you try to get out and see and do stuff, or are you just uh, a city like Chicago? Yeah. I will. I really like Chicago. Yeah. Um, I'll try to get out and like see some stuff, and if uh, if there's anybody I know, try to like hang out with. But um, yeah, I think so. You know, I, I, I am a guy who does often sit in the hotel and do nothing, yeah. even in an interesting city. Of course, yeah. it just depends on what's happened prior to that. I mean, you've yeah. been shooting, you've been shooting ground floor nonstop, so like. If yeah. you were to go this weekend, you probably might. I might. I don't know. Look, let's find some Skinamax. I might. 
<laughs> Way to close it out with you. Your... No, I might. I actually might. That's a great little voice. <laughs> oh, God. Hey, what's going Jesus. on? If I get to sign something after listening to that. Uh, all right. RoyScoble.com at yep. RoyScoble. Brett Morin on Twitter. B R E N T M R I N. See me at Dental Line. Uh, Rory, uh, thank uh, you. Wait, ground floor. What is it? When's the th- uh, uh, second December season? 9th. Hell December yeah. 9th premieres. Tuesday, Tuesday nights, 10 p.m. TBS. Fuck December 9th yeah. is the Fuck first yeah. one. Brent, yeah, undateable? Double episode. Undateable, night. undetermined, uh, shooting <laughs> undetermined. <laughs> is that the new poster? If it comes out yeah. undetermined. But I, I believe it will. We'll see what happens. But listen, you keep putting us in wars. We'll still keep, uh, keep coming out on top. There it is. Thanks, fellas. Mountain. Thank you, everybody. <laughs> show. That's the show. Subscribe on iTunes to this fucking podcast. Give them a five-star rating so this midget and this Jew can feel good about themselves for a couple minutes. Also, get on your iPhone or Android and get the podcast app. You can also listen to it on Stitcher or aboutlastnightpodcast.com, where you can hear past episodes with great guests like Lisa Kudrow, Paul Feig, Kevin Nealon, Bob Saget, Dion Cole, Chris D'Elia, Adam Devine, Michael McDonald, Jaleel White, Bud Friedman, Steve-O, Harlan Williams, Tom Arnold, Ron Funches, Rick Glassman, Blake Anderson, Anders Holm, Jessime Peluso, Joey McIntyre, and many, many more. I'm Tony Danza. Thanks for listening to the About Last Night podcast. Good night. That's it, right? You got it? Sweet. Boy, it smells good in that booth, by the way. What kind of candle is that? Hanukkah Willow? <laughs> nice. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.